Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sweetwater. I'm your host, Divine Priestess. And today we are going to talk about ritualizing your life. What do I mean by that, right? What is the difference between a ritual routine and regimen? You guys know I'm all about understanding exactly what a word means so the way we can stop being so scared because I'm pretty sure with me saying ritualize your life, a lot of you guys are already probably in the mindset of animal sacrifice and trust me, we are not going to be talking about sacrificing animals or anything of that nature. All right, so if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to Sweetwater. Also share these episodes with the people in your community. So let's get into it. All right, so let's touch on ritual, routine, and regimen, okay? So these three are going to be used interchangeably and they have, you know, distinct meanings, but typically they're used interchangeably, right? We are very familiar with a routine, right? A routine is going to be a set of actions or behaviors that are performed regularly and have become habitual. Routines can be related to daily work life or just daily life in general right? Exercise or any other aspect, right? Maybe when you cook, you have a routine of how you do things, right? Another example is going to be your morning routine, right? It's going to consist of you waking up, making your bed, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, having breakfast, or whatever your morning routine is. My routine is a little bit different, but every day I do the same thing, in relatively the same exact order, right? It's something that I do. A regimen is gonna be a set rules or or guidelines for achieving a specific goal. So that's usually gonna be related to health and fitness. Um, A regimen can involve a specific diet, an exercise routine, treatment plan. You know, another example is gonna be a skincare regimen, right? It's gonna involve cleansing, using an astringent, using a moisturizer, and if you happen to be going out during the day, you're gonna apply sunblock after the moisturizer, right? The using of specific products at a specific time of the day, right? A ritual, a ritual typically has people shaking in their boots because a lot of people, when they think of ritual, they think of drinking lamb's blood or, or you know, cutting the heads off of chickens, right? A ritual is a set of actions or behaviors that are performed in specific order and have a symbolic meaning or significant. Significance. <laughs> Rituals often involve repetition and can be religious or cultural. Um, you know, an example of religious rituals may involve prayer, meditation, um, lighting of candles, right? burning incense and resins, you know, those are also rituals. Like going to mass, that is a ritual that is happening. You know, they walk around, you know, they give you the, I call it styrofoam, because that's what it looks like, but the little crackers, right? They give you the wine and they also burn frankincense and myrrh. I don't know which um, 
what Cat Cliff Master I'll go to, but the ones that I've been to, um, they were burning frankincense and myrrh, and they were literally wafting that at everybody in the church. Frankincense and myrrh, right? So that's a ritual that is happening at church, okay? So remember that. But it does not always have to be um, religious, but it's going to be one or the other. It can be religious or, or cultural, okay? So when it comes down to ritualizing your life and what I mean by that is that a lot of people, when they think of manifesting, they feel it is a lot of work, right? Because you have people saying, oh, you need to light candles. You need to do this. You need to do that, right? It's always involving you buying a whole bunch of extra stuff that you didn't have to begin with and that you normally don't use. And I'm real big on let's use what you have and let's do things that is natural and authentic to you, right? Ooh, let me drink some of my tea. My tea is going to go cold. Mm. That's some good tea. Okay, so ritualizing your life. You guys know I'm all about being in the kitchen, right? That is where I do all my quote unquote magic. I don't I don't like to say I don't like to call it magic, but for the purpose of this episode and so the way people can follow along, we're just gonna say magic. Okay. So the kitchen is where I do all my things at okay because everything has a spirit (laughs) right everything has a spiritual purpose okay and so being in the kitchen i am able to a bring you good health bring you some money (laughs) bring you some love open up those roads do some protection work right based off the herbs that I am using and also the set of prayers that I will say, right? And so I have a whole ritual. I have a whole routine of when I go in the kitchen. There's order to things that I'm doing, right? Because another thing when it comes to ritual, especially when you're using it as an adjective, it is done in accordance with social custom or normal protocol, right? So a ritual handshake, right? Okay. Um, or an act or series of acts repeated regularly in a set precise manner. Okay. So that's, that's another, you know, a few more of the definitions when it comes down to ritual. And so I have a way of doing those things. And I sit here and tell people like we all practice on a subconscious level. When you consciously start practicing, that's when things change. And typically that's when a lot of people start to feel overwhelmed because they feel like there's so many guidelines, so many rules, right? Especially because if you're listening to so many sources, it can be a lot because now you're trying to figure out which direction do you go, which way is the right way. So I'm here to help you make it easy for you so that way you don't feel overwhelmed. Okay. So glamour magic is a uh, something that everyone practices. Okay. Everyone practices glamour magic, whether they 
acknowledge it or not. Okay. So magic typically, you know, or manifesting, whatever you want to call it to help you sleep good at night, right? We use it to attract love, prosperity, health. We'll also use it to protect ourselves from harmful people, you know, energy vampires, so on and so forth. So glamour magic is basically choosing something to wear, right? Such as piece of jewelry, cosmetics, or, you know, per, you know, perfumes, maybe your body oils that you'll use, whatever, to help you attract good things and protect you from negative things. Okay. So some other objects that people will typically use is going to be wearing crystals, right? Or a specific lipstick color or a specific eyeshadow color, right? Maybe there's a, maybe there's a particular, for example, sock. Some people say, oh, I have a lucky sock, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so those type of things, you know, even like your favorite accessory, Okay. And so people are doing those things to protect themselves and attract good things. Right. And you might be still sitting there, not convinced, might be sitting there, sitting there, <laughs> might be sitting there shaking your head. Right. But you're going for a job interview, right? You're going for a job interview and you want to get the job you want to make a great impression right you want to make a nice impression on the person interviewing you number one you're going to do your hair a certain way you're going to wear something that number one makes you feel confident and something that also speaks to the person that is going to interview you right? You want them to take you seriously. You're also then going to wear maybe a specific piece of jewelry, right? Maybe it's a particular watch, right? Or a cuff link. Okay. Then you're going to use a particular cologne or perfume. So they, they smell you when they're in your presence and just lure them in, right? That is glamour magic, sweetheart. Okay, you are practicing glamour magic, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Remember, break out of the habit of feeling that these things are evil. Because to a lot of people assume that magic is going to be always is harming people. No, sweetheart. Magic is typically going to be used for your benefit, right? It's definitely going to be used to your advantage to get you whatever it is you are wanting, right? You are doing these things, okay? So the same thing for women, right? We want to grab the attention of, of a guy when we're out. So we maybe have an outfit that hangs off the shoulders and we spray our collarbones and our neck with perfume so that when they come in to give us a hug, they smell us, right? Because we know that putting perfume on specific points of our body, that heat, it makes the scent rise, okay? We're exposing certain parts of the skin. We have on our maybe ruby red lipstick, right, with gloss, okay? So that way that red draws them in because we know red also is going to be for passion, the color of red also increases the heart rate, 
Yeah. Okay. So see how things get real deep and we do these things even without realizing it. You think you're wearing that red dress just because no, <laughs> trust me, your spirit knows why you are wearing red. Okay. It's also said that painting a room red, right. And also dimming down the lights, right. Especially for restaurants, you are more likely to eat more. So restaurants aren't just doing things just because no, there is such thing called color theory, <laughs> sweetheart. There, everything is right in front of your face all the time. It's just people happen to not be quote unquote woke <laughs> to it, right? People aren't conscious of it. And I'm here to help you be conscious of it. Okay. Like the art of seduction. Yeah, it's a psychology book. Okay. But baby, that is also glamour magic at its finest in that book. Okay. When they start talking about, I believe they talked about Cleopatra in that book, right? And they talked about Marilyn Monroe. They talked about other people in that book. Sweetheart, this stuff has been happening all this, this has always been happening. Okay. Now, now here's additional things. Okay. Number one, some people would like to time their rituals, especially like if you have perfume bottles or if you have lipsticks or lotions or oils or whatever, and you want to quote unquote enchant it, consecrate it, anoint it, whatever, what do you want to call it? You know, some people would do that during specific moon phases or specific hours of the day or specific days in general, right? Because there's planetary hours. There's significance when it comes to the days of the week, like Fridays. That is the day of Venus. That is the day of love. That is another prosperous day, another day to, to welcome in wealth, right? And welcome in abundance. It's going to be fertility. All these different things, right? Saturday is... If I'm not mistaken, Saturday is a day of war, right? That's the day of banishing, right? That is a day of getting that stuff out there. Wednesdays are a day of communication, okay? So there, there's a lot that, that goes into it, right? But again, you can do these any days, any times. Like, it does not matter, right? Because it's going to work regardless, right? And everyone has their own connection to these things, Okay. So some people will, for example, like when they're practicing glamour magic, right? And they want to enchant or consecrate specific items. They will put it at an altar, light a candle, say some prayers, right? And have it sit there and maybe until the candle is done and then go about their business, right? So that's that. Another thing is preparing the space, okay? People, you will see people when they are getting ready to consecrate certain album consecrate certain items they will smudge the area right they will clean the space right getting out any stagnant energy you know create some movement right so you typically see people use sage right or burning some frankincense and myrrh or some dragon's blood right to create the environment, to bring in the right energy 
for that ritual. And then they begin to consecrate or anoint or cast the spell, right? They begin to say prayers and maybe speak to an ancestor, God, a higher power, gods or goddesses, right? And asking for the help, okay? Of drawing in the intent, right? So, so those are some things. Now, everyone's not going to do that. That's not everyone's, you know, cup of tea. Some people, they will just visualize. They will hold that item in their hand and they will visualize what they want this item to do, right? They will start to imagine these things or they will feel these things. So if you have not read the book, The Secret, or watched it on Netflix, like I said a long time ago, it talks about visualization, right? And also using your senses. So using your senses is another way to ritualize your life, right? It does not have to be hard, you guys. So for instance, this cup of tea, I could hold it in my hands right now and I can speak into it, give it life, give it breath, okay? I can visualize all the desires, all the things that I want in life and I can visualize it and then speak it into this cup of water because water holds memory. Remember, we talked about that in working with the elements, right? Or I can begin to feel my desires, right? For example, <laughs> sweetheart wants a G-Wagon, okay? If I'm not mistaken, I want a G-Wagon 6.3. Yeah, I want an AMG 6.3. That is what I want. <laughs> that is what I want, okay? And so what does that feel like, right? I will visualize myself sitting behind the steering wheel and feeling the leather against my back, <laughs> right? Smelling that G-Wagon air, that air conditioning, right? All these things right? And do that, right? Use your senses when it comes to ritualizing your life, right? Do these things. Because remember, we also talked about meditation, the different types of meditation, okay? There's mindfulness, but it shows all these different things. And remember, you can meditate anywhere. So using your senses, okay? Uh, if you love using candles, if you love using candles in your daily practice or rituals and things like that, then so be it. Me, the only time I'm going to use candles is specifically for my ancestors, right? That is it. But as far as doing spiritual work, um, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big candle user, right? Or use an oil lamp, right? Whatever works for you, whatever feels right for you. If you are a person who loves taking baths, implement spiritual baths, right? Implement sweetening baths, right? Again, you want to attract love, okay? Or you want to feel more like a goddess or God or whatever. Implement that in your bath, right? There are specific things now. Typically when you are going to do a sweetening bath or a goddess bath or whatever, I personally the two things you got to make sure you have is going to be honey and milk. Okay. That's, that's a given. Like those are the main two ingredients in my opinion you need is milk and honey. <laughs> okay. And you will go to spas and sure enough, you will see some of their spa baths are going to have milk and honey. And there are cultural 
significance, there is spiritual significance behind using milk because milk, and I don't think I've said this on here before, but milk is going to be used for blessings. Okay. Milk is going to be used for abundance, for wealth. Honey, right, is the sweetness of life that carries the essence of the bees and the flowers, all these different things, right? And you take a bath every day, right? So now why not turn that into a ritual, right? Of using these things that number one, God has given you on earth. And I know I have people on here who are Christians, right? Catholics. I don't know how, what type of Christian or Catholic you are. Um, but I know that is typically some things that does not sit right with people. Cause again, you don't want to go against God, right? But God has these things on here. And honestly, if you read the Bible, some of these things I'm talking about that they're, they're talked about in the Bible, but of course they're not going to give you like the spiritual relations to these things. No. And you will actually be quite surprised that a lot of my clients are Catholics and Christians. A lot of my clients are Catholics and Christians, right? And, and that's fine. Like these things are here for you to use. Remember faith without work is dead. Now you can be a spiritual person and be religious. You can be a religious person and not be spiritual. Just like you can be a spiritual person, and not be religious. I happen to be a spiritual person that is religious right? Because there's truth that can be found with both. Okay. But again, to each of their own. All right. But you see how something as simple as wearing a specific perfume can be used to bring in your certain desire, right? It's very easy. We're going to take a real quick bake. Oh my goodness, why can I not speak? We're gonna take a real quick break and be right back. So welcome back you guys of continuing ritualizing your life. Another thing that came to, came to mind during this little quick break of gamblers, right? Gamblers have a ritual, do they not? Some of them do at least. Some of them I've seen and heard people of walking in backwards. Some people carrying a mojo bag. Some people carrying a rabbit's foot, a horseshoe, right? Maybe they wear a specific color because every time they wear this color, you know, and over time, these certain things, they do begin to, um, I don't want to say be true because it's always true, but they begin to kind of like have that specific purpose of no matter what you do, it's always going to, to do what it do, right? It's always going to work. It's, it's like you give it more, you give it more energy, right? You give it more life. Okay. So that's basically the same thing too. It's like with mojo bags, you, you give it life, right? You give it smoke, you give it tobacco, you give it prayers, right? You do certain things with it, right? And it begins to possess a spirit. So this is another way of how a lot of things do begin to possess the spirit, right? The energy of wealth, the energy of abundance, the energy of prosperity, because these are energies. Love is an energy. 
okay and again you must always prepare the space okay and so have your rituals to to doing things and a ritual does not have to be hard right if you don't want to work with the moon phases don't work with the moon phases and i know a lot of people you know they they don't want to you know whatever feels authentic and true to you do that okay do that like for me my thing is going to be the use of food the use of drinks the use of cosmetic um, products you know certain things like do do what feels natural and right to you i mean you brush your teeth every day right <laughs> okay me being me i use um ayurvedic toothpaste so i use toothpaste that's gonna have cloves in it that's gonna have honey in it that's gonna have um amla oil and all that well amla in it which is gooseberry all these different things in it and those items have specific properties so when i'm brushing my teeth oh i'm setting the intent of the words that i speak today the effect it's going to have right when you're brushing your hair right or combing your hair i don't know about you guys but i know me of course focusing on the crown right of me brushing my hair number one is spiritually protecting me right as i'm braiding my hair i'm speaking about protection speaking about other things other desires right and having that set in my hair because hair braiding too is a ritual right it's going to be cultural okay so all these different things, right? We do it on a subconscious level, but now let's switch to consciously doing these things, right? Of uh, a lot of people when they will drink their tea, they will always speak up, don't don't stir counterclockwise unless you want to banish. Stir clockwise if you want to welcome in, right? And think of it of the ceiling fans, right? There's directions. There's clockwise and counterclockwise when it comes to the ceiling fan, right? Counterclockwise is going to be pushing down that cool energy. Clockwise is going to be pulling up. So these things, it's not just, oh, that's made up. No, sweetheart. These things we're always doing, right? And not thinking about it. So all these things are happening right in front of us all the time. All right? Bamboo has specific spiritual properties okay roses we know roses right people you sweetie all this stuff we're and i'm here to help you guys realize that you are practicing regardless okay but let's switch you over to no longer being scared of consciously practice because you do it on the subconscious level like when people are going on shroom journeys Mushrooms is a spirit, right? And you will hear people talk about, oh, before you do a mushroom journey, you need to set your intent. You must give thanks to the plant. Yeah, because if you don't give thanks to the plant of mushroom, your journey is not going to be fun, right? Because it is a spirit, right? Just like smoking weed, right? Weed, marijuana, ganga, whatever you want to call it, ganja, not ganga, ganja, <laughs> it. It is a spirit of its own.
Okay. And you begin to build a relationship because you're constantly using these things, right? So ritualize your life. If you are a smoker, like you like to smoke, you like to smoke weed. Okay, cool. Maybe add a little bit of chamomile, add a little bit of sage, right? Chamomile will also be used for money. Sage, you know, will be used for purification, but also you can use lavender. Lavender also has purification properties in it too, and it's also going to be calming to the mind, right? It's also going to help welcome in peace, okay? Chamomile is, you know, it's going to be used for money, right? Chamomile can also be used for protection. So adding that, ritualizing your life. For me personally, smoking with people, mm -mm -mm, because you're also sharing energy with people, okay? Again, because you're, Number one, sharing saliva, regardless if you want to look at that or not. But also, your breath is life. Every word that you speak, that's why a lot of people say, oh, be careful with what you say because it will come into, because your breath is life. Okay? Breath is life. All right? You're giving, you're birthing a lot of things with the words that you say. Okay? We are very powerful. All of us are. And I'm here to help you recognize that. So now you can start manifesting or whatever you want to call it, bringing certain things into your life. Okay. Maybe you, we're just going to leave that alone for, <laughs> we're just going to leave that alone for a second because I want you guys to now start practicing these certain things, at least on a conscious level. When you take showers, they talk about the power of visualization, right? Uh, you can cleanse yourself with a shower by visualizing that water that is coming out as maybe being, Ooh, what I was about to say was not going to be, it was going to be, Ooh, taken completely wrong way. Uh, the water coming out of the faucet or the shower head of thinking that as to be purifying water, right? Of maybe thinking it to be, I don't know. Oh, I, <laughs> of it being golden. Okay. And please don't take that the wrong way. But like when we think of gold, we think of wealth, right? We think of prosperity. So thinking of that as like being, you know, I don't know wealth, I don't know, coins, whatever, visualizing that water as literally washing away the gunk off your body, right? Of maybe thinking of it as the water being rays of light. It's the same thing like when being outside and you're meditating and allowing that sun to hit you. They will say that visualize that, you know, the ray of sun hitting your crown, hitting your mind's eye, and all the stress, all the weight, all the burdens, you feeling it going down and exiting out into the earth, right? Of releasing it to the earth in that these rays, is, it's cleaning you, okay? So use your senses, right? You want to bring change into your life? Dance, okay? I believe I've spoke about that just a little bit on here of how we store a lot of 
trauma. We store a lot of weight in our hips. Also our shoulders and back, but we store a lot of things in our hips, right? Which is going to be the root. Okay. And so you shaking and moving that is releasing those things, right? You want to bring change, start dancing, utilize your arms, right? Move your arms in the air, wave them around, right? You want change. What does the wind do? The wind is constantly moving. So move your arms, right? If you want to use ribbons while you're doing dances, do that. If you want tambourines because you want the, the sound medicine, do that. You have a drum, bang that drum. You got a maraca, use the maracas, dance. Use that to bring change into your life. Remember, use what you have. If you want to get candles, get candles right? But use what is authentic and true to you and what feels right to you. Not everyone is comfortable using candles, right? But you have a body and use your body, use your voice, right? You want to release. Most people, when they want to release, they'll go to a mountain or whatever, and they will scream. And that's their way of releasing, right? You want to attract, I don't know, maybe sing an uplifting song, and, and bring it in. I remember I told you guys, you know, a great, great song for me to manifest will be singing some Kate Glock or some Young Dolph. <laughs> like to me, some of like some of their stuff is expiring, right? It's motivational to me. Okay. Use these things, right? Every Sunday people have a ritual of maybe they'll roll them up a blunt, have them peace, have them some coffee and sit on their patio and they'll sit there and they'll get their mind right, right? And they'll think about things that they want. Or maybe they'll go soak in the bathtub, filled with flowers, right? Have some essential oils, have a candle burning. And they're just sitting there and they're thinking about a life of luxury, right? Or maybe they're closing their eyes, imagining being in Paris, right? Overlooking, you know, the city and things like that. So having the things that you want in life does not have to be hard, right? Especially when you are doing things on a regular basis. And that is typically what a lot of people don't realize when they want to practice magic is that these things have to be on a regular basis. You can't just light one candle. Sometimes you can, but I mean, it depends on a lot of things that you're doing, right? But if you are wanting to have a million dollars or lighting one candle is not going to bring you a million dollars. You got to constantly be doing some stuff, right? So have your rituals, whatever it is. Okay. If you have not subscribed to my Patreon account, go check it out. I will be posting some video on things you can do to ritualize your life to help give you guys some more examples, right? That is also where I'll be teaching class is on my Patreon account. If you want the link to that, visit my social medias, right? My Instagram, my TikTok. The link is going to be in my bio on there. My name is Divine Priestess on YouTube, TikTok, and also Instagram. Okay. Another thing, if you live in Houston and you are wanting to join in with a cemetery cleanup, I am doing that every 
first and third Saturday of the month. So the next time that I will be um, out there is going to be, I want to say May 20th. May 20th is going to be the, the next time that I'm out there. So yeah, let's definitely get out there and do some work together. Um, the cemetery is a great place for a lot of things. Okay. So a little information on, um, the cemetery, it is actually one of the most endangered historic places. Um, it's number 11 on there, if I'm not mistaken. It's also going to be primarily for um, a lot of African-Americans. And Ottawa, Ottawa is one of the oldest. So it is the city's first incorporated African-American cemetery that is here in Houston. It extends over eight acres, right? And certain parts of the cemetery, it's not that it's lost, but there's no headstones there. Um, the ground has kind of sunken. So there's certain parts that we're not allowed to go to, but the parts that we can, you know, it's really about having, you know, it's really easy when people in the community come to help, you know, make sure that there's proper care and maintenance being done on the, um, on the spaces. So the cemetery was incorporated in 1875. Um, 10 years after the emancipation arrived, right? So this was 10 years after Juneteenth, okay? Um, and so, yeah, there are a lot of people there. So there's going to be the first black ordained Methodist minister in the country and the founder for the Trinity Methodist Church is actually buried there, um, and this person life began as a slave and arrived in Houston as one of the many freed slaves. Okay. There's another one who was a pastor who was an early pastor of Trinity, um, presiding an elder at a Methodist church. There is a philanthropist, educator, and community leader that was born in 1872 and served as a Dean of Houston of education in Houston that is buried there. Okay. That's it for 1872. Um, we have another one, the singing dentist, right? Is, is buried there. So there's a lot of, um, history that is there. Um, so it'll be really good if you guys can show up and be a part of that. So May 20th is going to be the next time, um, I'm going to be out there from the hours of 9am to 12 Again, follow my Instagram for more information on that because if it is raining, then we won't be out there simply because the gates are going to be closed. But if it is sunny, we definitely be out there. So please check that out. Um, I can also show you guys ways of entering the cemetery, exiting the cemetery, right? Of a whole list, a whole list of different things. So come check it out. I will be there. Thank you guys for listening and talk to you later.